the Adventures with Grammy podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Berry. This podcast is for grandparents who are on the go with their grandchildren, grandparents who want to hold special places in their grandchildren's hearts, and for parents who want to ensure loving relationships across the generations. I can't tell you how happy I am that you're listening to this inaugural episode of the Adventures with Grammy podcast. I had envisioned since I first thought of this project that my launch date would be January 7th, 2021. Unfortunately, I had emergency surgery followed by a blood clot, so I was waylaid in my interviewing and editing and I wasn't sure I was going to make my target date. But here it is, January the 7th, 2021, and I am indeed releasing this first episode. I truly appreciate your support. This episode of the Adventures with Grammy podcast has three segments and one guest for each segment. The first is an interview with the children's author, and this book is especially appropriate for the inaugural episode because it's all about adventures and traveling. The second segment guest happens to be my sister. She and her husband took their grandchildren on a cross-country motorhome road trip adventure and she's here to tell you about that and a few lessons that she learned. The third segment is Grandmother Memories, and my guest is a friend from Canada, and she is going to share with us a memory from when she was a young child and her grandmother was very sick. So sit back, grab your favorite drink, and enjoy today's podcast. My name is Mary Mahold. I just recently wrote and published Frankie Drives a Freightliner. Mary works for the Truck Center Companies, and she is inspired to write the story because she is one of just a handful of women in the trucking industry. Frankie is a female driver, and uh, just kind of tell a little bit about what truck driver does kind of the importance of what what they do for our whole country and our economy. And so that's kind of where it developed. I was really surprised when I found out that Frankie was female. I I should have (laughs) I should have anticipated that, but I didn't. And then I thought, wow, this is really cool. We have a female long distance truck driver. Is she based Mm -hmm. on anybody particular or, or a composite of other women you know? Um, just kind of a, a composite of, um, there's been a few female drivers that we've had, uh, come into our dealership, but not many. Um, and so just, you know, I was, I'm, I'm definitely among the minority being a woman in my industry and in my company. So, um, you know, I really just wanted to highlight that. And, um, there was a specific female driver that she kind of reminded me of a little bit. Um, but it just, she kind of took on a life of her own and became her own person. 
Can you tell us a few of the adventures that Frankie encounters? So Frankie goes to, uh, we kind of just brush over a little bit of of specific places that she went. And um, we've got a roadmap on there that you can kind of follow along to places that she goes to. Um, and then there's a page of postcards as well. But she um, goes to meet Punxsutawney Phil, who is the, the groundhog for Groundhog's Day. She goes to the Grand Canyon. She goes to, trying to think, the Golden Gate Bridge. They go to Hollywood. They go to a few different places. So the book, the book is written through the eyes of Joey, who is her niece, and she gets to go along with her. So it's always an adventure for Joey when she gets to come along. She always likes to send Joey, when Joey's not with her, postcards of the funniest places that she visits. So they talk about how she visited the world's largest toilet, and she got to take a picture inside it, and just some things like that. So how did you come up with these adventures for Joey and Frankie? It was just kind of a brainstorming, um, uh, just kind of a brainstorming thing. It, it came pretty quickly. Um, like I said, I've always enjoyed writing. So once, um, you know, for, for whatever reason, um, writing through the eyes of the child is always kind of my go-to. And so um, I just think about, my life and and what what always seems interesting or fun or through the eyes of my kids uh, what things would be silly or fun or different and I love to travel so it's it wasn't a big stretch for me I love to stop and see roadside attractions like I think that's so fun and I try to take my kids when we go uh, when we go on road trips and stuff I like to stop and find something fun and silly to to look at and do you have any particular lessons or words of wisdom for our grandparent and parent listeners when it comes to road trips? My biggest thing, we, we just like to break up the, break up the trip with, with stops. So I would say look ahead and see, like it's really fun to not know where you're going and to just kind of fly by the seat of your pants if you can do that. But it's also really fun to kind of look ahead and I like to do surprise stops. So if there's something fun or silly on the way that you know your kids or grandkids would really get a kick out of, those are fun for me. Like when we went to Colorado and like we stopped at the Fort Cody Trading Post and just some of those things that, you know, they're not expensive to go to because we're on a tight budget. I'm a single mom. So just kind of planning ahead and looking ahead and having some surprise items in there is fun. Um, we like to do, or I like to try to put ahead um, like a bingo game. There's some bingo games you can download online so they can do, um, look for road signs and things like that. Or trying to do the alphabet game. We love to do that. My kids love doing that in the car. Just finding ways to interact and make it memorable at the places that you go to. I think it's an exciting book. I, I haven't read a copy, but I listened to Santa Claus on your website, read the book. And that was quite a treat. That was fun. Yeah, we did. We did a phone call uh, or a zoom call with Santa right before Christmas. And so we've got it available just for a limited time um, right now on our Facebook page and then our Instagram page. 
So where can our listeners find the book and where can they find you? Uh, well, my website is www.withheartbooks.com, all one word. And then uh, you can also find me on social media on facebook.com slash withheartbooks um, or instagram.com slash withheartbooks. I also have them available at truck center companies locations, and they're available right now at 24-7 travel stops in Kansas as well. Is it available on Amazon or any online bookstores? Ooh, it is also available on Amazon. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, <laughs> it is available for, for sale on Amazon, and you can also do a download. Oh, so it's a physical book as well as an ebook. Correct. Yep. Good. Well, thank you, Mary. This has been exciting talking to you, and I'm sure our listeners will enjoy reading the book to their grandchildren. Tell us about where you went, how you went about planning it, were the grandchildren involved with planning? How did you make it happen? Well, the kids were somewhat involved, you know, making sure that what I intended, what we intended on doing that, you know, they were cool with and, and they always were, they were very supportive and like, let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) I don't care. Let's go. (laughs) was kind of their attitude, but the planning was pretty much um, a couple main stops and then trying to find some nice campgrounds along our route. Um, And we, made our route according to some of the campgrounds, so to speak. So we would always have a nice adventure just camping as well, not just a road trip. Because um, some of the days got very, very long in traveling. And they were just great troopers um, through it all. But then I would plan uh, nice campgrounds that had swimming pools or activities nearby where we could hang out there a couple of days, too, just to kind of refresh before we got back on the road. But the two main locations or three kind of really was um, getting to the Ark in Kentucky. That was our first major stop. Um, We had stopped in the Smoky Mountains, um, Maggie Valley on the way, but that was our first big plan stopped um, to do sightseeing and all that. And that was really magnificent, awesome, something that the kids will remember forever. Definitely would encourage anyone to go, no matter what age you are. (laughs) It was that awesome, over-the-top awesome. One little tidbit for families when we went it was just massive lines and we knew that it was a huge waiting period just to get to it so we actually got to our campsite like early in the afternoon and um, we had passed the ark so we knew what was going where it was and so anyway because it stayed open fairly late we went ahead and went that afternoon. And by the late afternoon, the crowds had pretty much disappeared. And we just had the whole place almost like to ourselves, so to speak. That was kind of cool. 
we didn't have to wait in long lines. We just got to enjoy and do what we wanted in the ark. And what was really cool about the ark was the the magnificent of it, of the whole experience of it, the beauty of it, and to think of you know what it represented. But they had lots of little areas. Well, I say little, but nothing's little in this place. It's huge. They had these wonderful stations, so to speak, where they had films talking about the journey and where you were in the ark and what it represented, which gave a lot of great history. They had just awesome displays to to look at. And so it, it was a great Great, great time. We, we loved it. And like I said, you just can't take enough pictures. That's for sure. So many replicas of the animals in Noah's Ark and the storage of every component of the animal's life and what was needed to care for the animals. But plus all the people on board, you know, how they lived and how they survived. And so it was just just amazing. Just totally amazing. Yeah. Just going up to it is just gives you such a feeling of, of, of being just in awe of it, of imagining what was created back then and today. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. Is it someplace you would go again? Oh, definitely I would. And I would encourage anyone, yeah, to go because uh, there's so much to see. What was also nice at that campground, it was close to a state park. But at that state park was dinosaur. It was a dinosaur exhibit at the state park. And there were the relics of actual bones and found right there on the property. It wasn't brought in from other locations to create this display. It was right there where they found and excavated all of these old dinosaurs. That was just amazing too. And uh, it was a beautiful state park. You could do a lot of walking. They had a lot of buffalo, bison on, you know, on the property, which was really cool. That was the first time we we got to see them up close. From that point, we stopped at several campgrounds on our way. Our, our big stop, our big journey was to get to number one, Jackson Hole, and then to Yellowstone. And that's where we spent a lot of time was um, actually in one location was in Yellowstone, between Jackson Hole, which is the Southern end of uh, Yellowstone um, National Park. But then we traveled through Yellowstone to get to the, the West entrance. That's where we had campground reservations. And so we stayed there. And then from that every day, we um, went into Yellowstone and just explored and just had such a wonderful time seeing so many wonderful things. So it took quite a, quite a bit of time to plan and to get out, out there. And like I said, I planned some nice campgrounds just for just relaxing, made sure that, you know, they had a swimming pool there so we could all, you know, enjoy and unwind, you know, putt-putt golf and just typical, you know, at that point, the kids, it was just typical camping with, with the grandparents, you know, stuff, but it rejuvenated all of us instead of having just to be stuck in the motorhome traveling across to get to Jackson Hole. 
they uh, really enjoyed Jackson Hole. The big thing there at Jackson Hole was all the Western towns. Oh, another stop, which was pretty cool too, Cody. Cody was pretty cool. That was not a major stop, but it was a very enjoyable stop because it was a lot of old Western towns and we got to see rodeos and it just fun things that typically we don't do on the East Coast. Uh, we, we all experienced out West lifestyle plus, you know, so much history. So that was pretty cool. So from Cody to Jackson Hole, the elk was everywhere, which was so beautiful, beautiful animal. And the racks were just massive. And to see the collection of the elk's uh, racks was pretty awesome. It was everywhere in town. So that was really cool. And then Jackson Hole was, was awesome. We, we sh- thoroughly enjoyed all of that. We got to go to some of the uh, dinner shows. They were called Chuck Wagons. We did several of those on the trip which you um, got to eat like how they used to do on the wagon train, so to speak. And plus the um, entertainment, a lot of singing and dancing. So that was really fun and a great experience for all of us. A lot of this was new for us, you know, as the grandparents as well, but um, definitely a great thing to introduce to the children. They were great ages to go on this trip. I think they were great ages, nine and nine and 11. Of course, last year, everything changed and it just, as much as we enjoyed our trip, the experience of the whole trip, after going through 2020 and COVID, it made it even more, more special to, to me for sure. And I think to the kids, because they're ready to go on another road trip. We couldn't do it in 2020. They're ready for another one. So as soon as all this COVID mess is behind us, um, our next venture is to uh, Canada. That sounds so exciting. You talked about the long, the long times in the motorhome driving. How did you entertain the children? What did they do to stave off boredom? They, they never seemed bored, which was really cool. They got to sleep in as much as they wanted to. Um, because they had both had bunk beds to s- sleep in. So no, there was no time frame that they had to get up, you know, uh, which made it real easy for them. But we had where they, where they could watch movies, we had plenty of movies that they could watch. And as long as they had their tablets, they were self-entertained just by that. And then I had some um, travel board games for them. Could not get them into any type of reading of what was coming up to get interested in any kind of planning. You know, they, they, they weren't into any planning. They just entertained themselves by watching movies and the iPads. And um, when there was something interesting that I knew that was coming, they got to look out the windows and, you know, see things like when we went through St. Louis going out west got to see the big arches you know that was pretty cool they got you know could make their own food sandwiches we had a microwave you know so it was just time went by and they you know they knew that we would be stopping early enough in the day 
even though there were long days, we were still trying to stop anywhere from three to five o'clock to be able to get set up and enjoy the evening and maybe the next day before we got on the road again. Did they record their memories in any fashion? Did they take pictures and write captions, keep a journal? How did they process what they were learning? Just by just in just enjoying and knowing that Mima was taking lots of pictures. I had journals for them, but I don't think they wrote more than two paragraphs in it if they did that. And I had paired for some really nice um, state kind of um, activity books, state by state that we were going through. We would learn, we would read together some things. What was the state capital? What was the state flower? Just some tidbits of fact, factoids. It's just their memories, pictures and memories. And they took some pictures themselves, but not too much. Have you made a scrapbook for them with the pictures or how have you preserved those pictures? No, it's a project that I need to get to, to be honest. I haven't printed out a few of the pictures for them, but to put together um, a memory book is what I'm going to do. That sounds exciting. Lessons? Just enjoy. Nothing is more important than just enjoying yourself at that time, that moment with those kids. That's it. You don't realize how, how important that is until you go through a year like 2020, to be honest. It's just, you don't know what's, what's in store in the future. So take every opportunity to spend with those kids and to you to be with them and them to be with you as much as you can. That's the lesson. And listen, and listen to the kids on the journey. The biggest surprise was at Jackson Hole. Lily, we went up the mountain. Of course, it was you know summer, so there was no snow, but you still could go up the gondolas and go up the Tetons. And what a magnificent view. But the biggest surprise was Lily wanted to go, I think it's called paragliding. I think that's what it was, paragliding. Like who would have thought this little nine-year-old would have wanted to, I call jumping off the mountain, but she did. <laughs> and she did. And when she got to the bottom, she wanted to do it again. Of course, it's very expensive. So she only got to do it at one time, but who would have thought? And unless we had gone on that trip, who would have known, you know, we wouldn't have known that that inspired her like it did, which was awesome. Jackson, his love for fishing really came out. That was something really huge that he got to do more of and got excited about it. We even bought a fly fishing rod, uh, which is different than a typical fishing rod. So th those are two wonderful experiences with the kids that came out on the trip, something that they loved. And it wasn't all about, you know, me planning everything. You have to be flexible and listen to the, what seems interesting to them to do also on this journey. What tips could you give other grandparents? Talk with the children and plant, try to plan as much as you can together. And it's, you've got to do the planning of the trip and locations, campgrounds 
camping and you know reservations and but what was what would something that they would want to do or or just after you come up with some ideas are they okay with it that's the biggest thing is have the children a part of the planning and let them know where you're going have plenty of maps that was a big thing is having the maps documenting where we were i've got this metal map that's hanging up in the motorhome, and I bought these little rhinestones, little sticky rhinestones. So we have a, um, we map as we went to different places. We mapped out where we where we went, which was really cool. So it's still you know in the motorhome today. We can still see the route that we went. You know, I had already pre-printed everything we needed for us for traveling purposes. Uh, we only had <laughs> one state gave us a really big problem with the GPS, and that was Iowa. It totally took us to a dead-end cornfield. <laughs> so to this day, I'm going to blame it on the GPS and not me, the navigator. <laughs> That's so funny. It's always good to have some kind of a backup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were literally dead-end in a cornfield. This does not look right. But the kids got to see some sad historical stuff, too. The Mississippi, Missouri River that had flooded so massively that spring. And it was still seeing all these farms just flooded. The kids got to witness that um, and how, you know, then we talked about how that affects. Of course, they knew the devastation of flooding because of us flooding here at our house. So they had already witnessed our trauma, but then for them to see food producing farms out West flooded, Midwest flooded, and how that was going to have a rippling effect on the country. Got to see that. It's sad to say, but they got to see it. So you just, you know, take advantage of, of where you are, when you are, and just experience it doesn't all have to be a learning lesson just but it it all is a learning lesson even through this past year certain things just come up on the tv or a story or news headline or whatever and it's it's moments to bring up to the kids oh do you remember this do you remember being there and they do they do even though like I said, they did not record anything. They didn't write down journals. It'd be nice if they had done it, but no, they didn't for the most part. But that memory is there. The experience is there. And it was cool to, to reference that at different times past year since we, we did it, which is really cool. And they remember it. It's one of the things the research says is to reinforce memories you need to talk about it from time to time so the children don't forget. Right. And, and that's why I said, too, I guess any age is a good age. But the ages of these two, I think, was very impactful for them and to build on that. I think if it had been a lot younger, it would still be fun. But I don't think they would have the memories that these two will always have. And they learn geography to boot. Yeah, in perspective where, where everything is. They have a real understanding of 
the geography across how different everything was as we traveled. The terrain, the color of the soil, everything. It, everything is so rich and different in a different way. And for them to want to go, you know, on another trip, when are we going? When are we going? You know, we, have, we, we would have already done it, but because of 2020, we couldn't. But the fact that they're anxious to still go and do with us is, is pretty cool for me anyway, <laughs> for us. So you're planning a trip across Canada this year? It all depends on, you know, this stupid virus, this horrible virus. We'd already would have done it in 2020, but, you know, just couldn't. But yeah, whenever we can, whether it's 2021 or 2022, that's our big trip with the kids is to Canada. And what do you, how do you envision that trip? Like, where do you want to visit? I don't have it planned yet. And the kids will be a part of that planning. Definitely going, I would say, most likely we'd be heading to Niagara Falls, heading there first, and then going wherever we plan. Lily is the one that she did a big school project on Canada. And from that point on, she has wanted us to take her to Canada. Not just to Niagara Falls in Canada. She wants to experience Canada. So she'll, she'll be a big part of that planning. That's really exciting when you can incorporate school learning with grandparent road trips and experiences. Yeah, well, this one will definitely be directly because of her project with Canada. She, she enjoyed it. It was very enticing to her, very intriguing, beautiful. She got a lot out of it. So she definitely wants to go. So I said, well, that's where we'll go. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it up to her. Uh, we'll, you know, she'll be a part of the planning is the point. Um, Jackson, he won't care. As long as he's got his fishing rods, he can find a stream somewhere. He'll be good. You should see this boy since we bought that, that fly fishing rod. You should see him. He, to see how much he's learned in his technique of, of it is, is pretty cool. Besides your big cross-country trip, what do you do with the kids at home? What are some of your activities around your around where you live do you enjoy with the grandkids? We're just minutes away from the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, and we've we've got two beautiful state parks, right oceanfront state parks here. So we've just got a lot right here to to do and explore in our backyard. We do a lot of um, boating, fishing, crabbing, swimming um, with the kids, hiking. All, all that is just within minutes or, you know, for us. And the kids love it, love it, love it. So that's a big part of our, our time. What we do is just water sports, so to speak. And camping. Um uh, we've got these beautiful oceanfront campgrounds we we take the kids to and uh, just have a ball. We don't have to travel far. They're just right here. So we're very lucky 
and the, you know, the kids are lucky that we, the type of work that we do, we can plan our time taking them to these places. So that, that was really the um, trip out West was so different than what we're used to here at home because it's so much water, so much water activities uh, from rivers, the ocean, ponds. You know, we just have it all right here. Um, so taking them out west to see the, you know, huge mountains and the deserts and, you know, such, such different environments. It was a good experience. It's totally different experience for the kids. Any parting words of wisdom you want our listeners to know? Just enjoy, make the opportunity, just make the opportunity to do it. Don't put it off. Sage advice. Thank you for sharing your stories. Hopefully it inspires people to want to um, venture out and do something different. You don't have to have a motorhome. You know, that was just wonderful for us. You can do this across country by, you know, um, finding nice hotels along the way and still experience everything that we experienced. The motorhome made the adventure just better and very special for us. Just the, just creating the adventure, even if it's in your backyard, doing something special and different, thinking out of the box. I say the important thing is just to do it. Don't like we have to wait a court at this point, you know, because of the COVID to plan on going to Canada. You just got to do something. Just do it, you know, just plan it and do it. Just look in your local area. What's coming up? What can you do? Something special. And just spending that time with the kids is just huge impact on my life and hopefully it will for them too so hopefully that's what I've encouraged encourage any of your listeners just find some special activity once a month if nothing else you know and do something very special just you guys you know the kids and you you know no parents just you and the grandkids thank you Linda I appreciate that My name is Suzanne Cable, and I'm originally from Quebec, Canada, and presently I am in Belleville, Ontario, where my husband and I live. My grandfather had a radio station, and he started the first English newspaper in Quebec. So now, when I was a child, my grandmother was very, very sick. And I used to talk a lot. Grandpa would bring me in his office, open his drawer, grab a bag of peppermint. And he'd say, now, Suzanne, when you go and visit Grandmama, put a peppermint in your mouth. And when it's gone, put another one because Grandmama is very sick and you can't talk too much. So put peppermint in your mouth. So that's the story of my grandfather greeting me in his office. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Adventures with Grammy podcast. If you did, I would like for you to do two things for me. One, hit the subscribe button 
so that you don't miss any episodes of the podcast and ask your family members and friends to do the same. The second thing is to visit the website adventureswithgrammy.com and look on the menu bar and click on the link newsletter sign up. That will give you access to my monthly newsletter. Also, ask your family members and friends if they will sign up too. Please feel free to contact me, Carolyn at adventureswithgrammy.com, with any comments or suggestions. Thank <laughs> you.